something with the bobcat and the new corn moon. Wait, and now it's bobcat. Do you ask the smiling bobcat why he grins? What? Really? Do you something with all the stuff that are around you? Do you paint with all the colors? Carmet again. Of the wind. <laughs> Then River Bend. Just around, that's a different song. Just oh. around the River Bend. Oh, that even rhymes. You could do River. Well, River Bend. That's not wind. how songs work. You don't try and link the songs together because they might rhyme. That'd be cool. Like a whole music musical where the whole thing is. I'm gonna have to write that. I mean, that's basically an epic poem, but with rhyming. Right. You've just basically created opera <laughs> where they're singing the whole time. Boof. <laughs> Boof. <laughs> That's the name of your opera. Welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot, the podcast where we talk about opera. (laughs) I have opera glasses, and they are on a stick. And I have really long gloves on. My name's DJ. And I'm Damon. Welcome. We're going (laughs) to... It's a lot more. It's a lot more staid than usual. It's a very uh, like uh, in just the mere the mere specter of opera has like put us on our best behavior. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna put some nice classical music in the background. Public domain, obviously. Obviously, over a hundred years old. We can do what we want. Fuck you, Mozart. We're gonna watch Disney's Pocahontas today. Um. Poke! I have never seen this. Okay. I have seen it. I saw it when it came out. And I will... I I have seen it well, within the past three or four years. I uh, was drawing one night and I wanted to put something on that I didn't necessarily have to pay attention to. And I put this on. And I will say, I draw late into the night and my roommate at the time, Adam, woke up in the middle of the night, something he had never done before. <laughs> he woke up to find me working on my computer and watching Disney's Pocahontas around 1.30 in the morning. And masturbating. And masturbating furiously. <laughs> um... So uh, it is kind of fresh in my mind. For the front nine, sports metaphor, I'm going to talk about my f- my memories of seeing it as a kid when it came out in 1995. I want to say five. All right. We'll make bets. Uh, Let's draw lots, as Jesus would be ashamed of us doing. I bet you two bits. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first uh, Disney animated movie that came out after The Lion King. Oh, this is the first... Wait. So which 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 was the first one of the like the new batch the Gremlins two the new batch so like are you thinking of Little Mermaid so Little? it was Little Mermaid and then what was what was next Roger Beauty Rabbit paid for Little Mermaid which brought Disney animation back from the brink okay so that was the Silver Age of Disney as possibly only I call it okay so you have Little Merm <laughs> Butepy Al Likey Pokey. Okay, so Pokey was the last of the of that batch. Well, not the last, but like that was when it was like, uh, maybe not. Maybe right. Well, not Lion King is the peak because Lion King is their biggest. I think it was possibly to date their biggest like biggest hit. Having recently gone to Disney World, 
Beauty and the Beast is their biggest merchandising. Well, they got a, you know. Well, and they have the, the, the release of the. Hear those fingers We were there together? right when they were about to release the live action one. Right. So I'm sure that has something to do with it. But there were a, a lot of uh, little girls in bell costumes as well. Dying in the summer heat. <laughs> Not so much Pocahontas. Uh, right. That is true. Um, racist. <laughs> fucking racists. Racist little girls. Mm. Um, no, but seriously, some of them are probably racist. If we train them right. Whoa. We're working on it as um, a country. So I remember seeing this and being excited. I remember I liked Lion King fine. I remember it being like a phenomenon. Oh, yeah. And I remember being like, yeah, that was fine. Not, I didn't hate it by any means, but I was not as crazy about it as like a lot of my classmates were. Yeah. Pocahontas, I went in with like, oh, this will be fun because it's history. And all kids like me love history. Spoiler alert, Pocahontas, Disney's Pocahontas is not history. It is. Um, I mean, in in the sense that it's based on historical figures only. Based on historical names. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I Pocahontas remember being like... was Native American. I, I, I can't deny it. Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing this and being kind of like, wow, that was like... It wasn't as fun as Lion King was. Mm. And Lion King is basically Hamlet. So, I mean, right. it's a, a low blast. bar to clear. <laughs> um, and uh, so I remember being like, mm. and the songs didn't really stick out to me. You know how all Disney movies have fun songs and then there's mm-hmm. that one that they have to get Celine the Dion to sing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you have that with Beauty and the Beast, which is Beauty and the Beast is the song right. in question. Mm. Little Mermaid is... Uh, the one with well, all the there. shit. Yes. Yeah. Somewhere up there. No. Somewhere. Wait, hold on. I can do this. Somewhere over the ocean wave. Um, Look at this stuff. Yeah. Mm. Girl who has it. No, that's not the name of it. But the, the girl, girl who has. Yeah. The girl, the girl with, with all, all the, all the forks. <laughs> the girl with all the stuff. Uh, Classic. That's her song. And then Aladdin has it with Whole New World. Mm-hmm. Get Celine Dion and Peebo Bryson in here immediately. Yeah. Um, Peebo. And- <laughs> Old Pibu. Um Pumba actually he was the actually the namesake yeah. for the warthog. But um Pocahontas felt like it was all those songs, like all those mm. adult contemporary songs just put into one Who's the movie? There's no the, like, I can't think of one fun song in Pocahontas. Isn't I might there be wrong. Like a rascally sidekick in this one. Raccoon? Oh, they yeah, overdose on it because everything's so boring. They're like raccoon, okay. hummingbird, talking old lady tree. So it's like uh, Moana. a pug. I believe there's a pug in it. I remember there's two in Moana, and it's like, wait, which one? Which yeah. one are we keeping up with? Do I like the rooster or do I like the pig? Do they keep the I her red? I haven't seen the Moana. pig. Is like they not lose in the, the pig. Okay. Well, they don't kill. I don't it, think. But, yeah, yeah. But I, re- I remember reading one review. It's like, don't worry, you don't have to keep up with both of them. They yeah. lose the pig really early on. Yeah, they do. Um, so that's my memory of just feeling like it was not as fun as Lion King, and mm. all the songs were kind of boring. I so I like missed this whole like. I definitely saw these all the whole Silver Age quote unquote uh, growing up, but I think because it kind of started. When I was already like, boy stuff, you know, I was like, yeah, I, I kind of missed, I always liked Aladdin. Cause he's a boy. Well, I don't know. Yeah. And I he's got so. those flouncy well, Robin pants. Williams, which is like flouncy pants. Perfectly in the zone for liking Robin Williams, like 11 years old. <laughs> Kids years old. love Robin Williams. It's true. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Are you but kidding that me? period, Robin, think of the, what he, what had just come out. You had, you had, uh, um, 
toys. <laughs> Kids love it. Kids, Kids love, love it. toys. It's the uh, perfect synergy. Jack? That was after Aladdin. Well, yeah, but it's the same zone. But yeah, kid, little kid DJ isn't going into Aladdin going, I'm going to love his future work in Jack. First off, because you wouldn't, Jack is horrendous. Well, no, I think I liked it. I liked, um, I would say I liked Robin Williams because of Aladdin. Okay. Oh, okay. Like right. that, that would have kind of started being like, oh, that guy, he's a funny guy. Also, huge Mark and Mindy fan. As a oh, child. yeah. Kids love it. Kids of the 90s. Before I could speak, I said Babu Babu because I couldn't say Nanu Nanu. <laughs> the ends are hard for kids. True. Um, all I remember about this one is that there's a really funny uh, meme now <laughs> of when they jump off the cliff <laughs> and John Smith is like, they're both like, like put their hands back and their heads <laughs> right, back. And uh-huh. like John Smith is like going for it. <laughs> And they're oh. just the the comments are all just like you know get you a man who lays into it like John Smith or something <laughs> like that. I don't remember what it is. Speaking but. of John Smith, this movie also is retroactively awkward, not because of its own historical inaccuracies and kind of racism, I guess. But you also get Mel Gibson as John Smith, mm. which is also awkward. Yeah, was really- Woody Allen not available? Surprisingly, we we haven't uh, dug into the whole oeuvre of... of uh, the Gibbs? M- the Gibbs, yet. Uh, that's a big part of, you know, the nostalgia of the 90s, and uh, I, think we'll, I think we'll get there for sure, but... Uh, you haven't lived until you've had a frat boy, quote, Braveheart at you. Can I just... Just real quick, I gotta get this off my chest. Fuck that guy. I mean... Fuck Braveheart? No. <laughs> well, yes, in the sense that people might refer to Mel Gibson as Braveheart. Yeah, he seems like a horrible person. Yeah, I mean... And Hollywood really wants to, like, haven't we given him enough time to... And I'm like, no, please don't put him in Daddy's Home 2. Not that I saw Daddy's Home 1, but... I just, like... I don't want to see the marketing for Daddy's Home 2. Damon, no matter how drunk you get tonight, no matter how many Bellinis you have... Oh, that reminds me. Get your blender out when we're done recording. You this. would never go into an anti-Semitic rant and, the, and like call your that's not a thing. Exes and like threaten violence. That's just not a thing that people threaten are violence, okay. Hoping that she is sexually assaulted by black men, specifically. Yeah, like that's so the idea that they're like obviously. Uh, I agree when people are like, "I have a problem. I'm working on it. I apologize." I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's very, I'm sure that's very difficult for you. And I appreciate you getting help, but you're also a racist. Also, are we going to talk about that at all? Because like, yeah, we just did. I was drunk. So problem solved. Went to this, uh, course. And I'm not saying those two things aren't related. The, the, the alcoholism, the getting drunk and the, and the going into the tirade, but it's also like, yeah, but like, I feel like that wasn't really, I mean, he definitely paid a, a penance, like he was kind of blacklisted for a while. Um, right. Hollywood seems to be like, oh, yeah, he was a drunk. And I'm like, well, there's more. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's kind of problematic when you, when you kind of like, you know, now on one hand, what do you want from him? You know, like he, he did the public apology. He like lost, uh, you know, a bunch of uh, work and whatever. But on the other hand, it's like, I feel like we didn't address a big part of it as a society. Like, uh, and then it was like, well, it's like, well, he's working with Jews. Jews are okay with him. <laughs> and it was like, come on, 
I think, yeah, that's a little simplistic too, I think. I don't, you know, race is such a hot topic issue and well, it's really I hot right now. I wouldn't presume to have all the answers, but I know exactly how to solve this problem that I think everyone can agree on. Force Mel Gibson to produce, star, possibly write what women want to <laughs> as a one man show. Okay. I thought you were going to say The Beaver, which he Ooh. did, where he uses ventriloquism to. No, uh, force him to sequelize one of his worst movies. Okay. How is that helpful? It punishes him. Does it? Punish him by like giving him. Work? We're not going to go see it. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, that's why you have to make him the producer too. So he like takes a hit as yeah, well. He's, he's on the hook. For and then I think we'd all agree he's paid the price. Um, so back to Pocahontas. Uh, oh, right. I forgot. Um, so I didn't even remember that he was in this. I assumed it was Owen Wilson playing. Uh, <laughs> they kind of Just because alike. they look alike does not mean not all white men look the same. Don't they? Mm. I don't have anything else to say. Everything else I want to say about Pocahontas. I'm going right. to save. We're going to watch it. Um, Pocahontas, I, I'm excited. I want to tease Poke. the fact that you said, I just... <laughs> oh, yeah, I texted you. You texted me. When we decided this was going to be the, uh, the thing just we said, do. I thought about Pocahontas, and I got really angry. Can we do Pocahontas? <laughs> <laughs> and I said... First thing in the morning. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what that means, but uh, we're going to get into it later. Uh, Pocahontas is available on Amazon uh, as of... Uh, June and Hulu, Hulu for free, and Hulu. Um, so we're gonna watch it there. Um, watch the movie with us. We'll be back in a bit. Come on by, watch it with us. Damon, I want you to get out your personal computational device. I want you to open up your favorite browser. I'm gonna guess it's Chrome. That's me typing. Might be Firefox. Might be Safari. Uh, I'm an opera man. Opera 10.10. Thank opera you. Opera man. No, no, not in this. Not in the podcast. Don't. I want you to type in www.patreon.com. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is this a hypertext transfer protocol? This is a hypertext transfer protocol. Colon backslash backslash worldwide web. Wait, is backslash the ones going to the left or the right? Top to the right. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Patreon dot commercial. Mm-hmm. Another one of those slashies. Yep. Your inner child is an idiot. All one word. All one word. Case sense. Or you could just go to your inner child is an idiot dot commercial. <laughs> yeah. And that'll redirect you. I want you to go in there and I want you to become a member. I want you to, to join us. Help us keep creating this. Well, not really you. Cause yeah, because I'm already like doing it. And you bought me dinner tonight. So that's. Yeah, you son of a bitch. Kind of already pulling your weight. I got to be honest. You got the old Greek salad in your system. Yeah, it was tasty. Help Damon buy me more Greek salads. <laughs> Become a member of patreon.com slash your idiot. How high does a mine, 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 or something? Why did I start a song and you started a different song? Oh, I thought we were doing all the highlights <laughs> from Pocahontas. White people weren't as bad as you thought. Something about the river bend. I still can't sing any of Dust the songs. Dust around the river bend. And then the raccoon with his filthy little hands. They got little thumbs. 
They've got little, th- they do have thumbs. That's how they're able to open your trash. Yeah. Okay. So they also have stink glands. I'm going to play the part of stink glands. DJ. Historian DJ. Do they stink glands? Yeah. Are you sure you're not thinking? You of ever had stunts? a raccoon get on something? No. It's gross. Get on something? Yeah. Like, they got on our. Listen, I'm a giant homo, so I have a lot of bird feeders around my home. That <laughs> yeah, that's a thing that gay guys uh, uh, they wear tank tops, short shorts. So bird, far, bird so far, feeders, it just sounds like you're describing your brother. Bird feeders, EDM music. Really? Yeah. What's EDM? Oh, dance music. It means early. Development Disco matchmaking mall mall Early just mall, mall. <laughs> just we are working on malls <laughs> this is a baby mall we're in the beginning stages you can't send it to school yet this is early development mall learning. anyway raccoons go on they got stink lines they got on a suet feeder it stank a what feeder suet feeder what's that it's a fat it's a lard based feeding system for woodpeckers okay they stink is that why that one barbecue place is called Sweats? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. That's why it's called that. Okay. Um, I'm going to play, the, even though you just laying some facts all up on me, um, I'm going to play the part of historian today. Oh, yeah, please. By later on. But we're going to get to that. First, I'd like a recap. 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 First, I'd like a recap. Damon, give me a recap. Go. Make it quick. I got 30 seconds for you. White guys come to America. One gets captured by Indians. 27. Native Americans. And uh, one Native American, the titular Pocahontas, throws herself on him, stops him from dying. Uh, white people eventually leave. Well, this group of white people. In the, you gave me a recap of the movie, That's white okay. people yeah. leave. That's true. That's true. That's, yeah. They fought. Did you mention the love? That's uh, that's probably my favorite Jesus quote. <laughs> hey, Peter. Peter, did you mention the love? <laughs> that's when Peter's trying to do the sermon for him. <laughs> no, that's when Peter denied him three times. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess. I do not know this man. I just but like the Peter, idea, like, Peter. Jesus, like, right behind him. Did you mention him, the love? Like, coaching him. <laughs> but he can't quite hear what he's saying. Hey, Peter. Hey. Hey. I, know, I heard the fish stuff. But did you mention the love? I went back to the catering table. Did you mention the love? Did you mention? They got these little bagels there. They're not huge bagels, so you can eat a few. Also in the Bible, did you mention the animal friends? That's not in the Bible. Are you talking about, are you mixing the Pocahontas and the the Bible? That might be. We are talking about Oh, I do want Disney to make Jesus the Jesus movie and have little animal friends. That'd be kind of cool. Um... Yeah, that's that's basically it. Uh, there's a lot of um, stuff in there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I would agree. Um, the movie is hit- longer than my recap was. <laughs> yes, way longer. Um, let's talk about your your highlights. What was ever was it? Everything you remembered it to be from a month ago when you watched it. I'm going over my notes now. I'm trying to pull the pause, and then I'm going to do the nags. <laughs> I thought you, since we had just been discussing raccoons, I thought you were saying like pause. Like, oh, a little pause. 
was. I'm going to pull the paws. No. And I'm going to pull the claws. Two things I'm going to mention. Here are the paws. Every guy in this movie is stacked. Like, every guy V-shaped could, like, carry two guys on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the, the And big then those two guys can carry two guys. Yeah. Think of the options. I'm pretty sure that's the definition of a pyramid scheme. I do. Uh, Governor Ratcliffe, who's the villain of the movie, um, at one point I did ask aloud, <laughs> what do you think he looks like naked? <laughs> Just because he has such a weird, he's both brawny and fat. He looks like. like and he's a, got the wee little legs. He, he, he looks like a, a, a potato with cavatappi legs. Like just little yeah. noodles. Yeah. He was, um, he's like the opposite of that Charlie Chaplin little dance with the potato feet. Yeah. It's the potato body with tiny little feet. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a sexual thing. I, it was like a genuine wasn't curiosity. It? Wasn't it? I was, wasn't it? if I had to put a percentage on it, I would say 30% tops sexual. Well, I mean, he is the, the main gay character in this. The other thing positive I would mention is, um, what was, uh, Cocoa? Mm-hmm. Po- Pocahontas betrothed. Uh, I liked the little shout out to Eve, the rapper Eve's uh, mm, little raccoon yeah. paw tattoos yeah. on her chest. Coco Holmes got them. Big think, fan of Eve. Rough Riders for Life. Eve, Rough Riders for Life. Do you think that's where Eve got the inspiration for her tattoos? No, I'm telling you, Coco is some sort of time lord and saw Eve and was like, I like it. Not only Coco Holm, the actual person, but Coco Holm from this movie. <laughs> right. Coco Holm, who is was definitely crowd. a real person? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert for the history. <laughs> uh, so those were my positives. So they were all Ooh. men's bodies related. Yeah. So plus on that, good job, Pocahontas. I got to hand it to you. Um, I think my favorite note here, as a person who draws myself, this movie reminded me, because this is a hand-animated movie. I you drawing yourself. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> Words uh, are fun. This is a, um, this is a hand-animated Disney movie. Yeah. So, someone drew all those peoples. Uh, I was just reminded that noses are hard. A lot of nose trouble in this a one. A lot of nose trouble. This is, I will say, I, I read in the trivia, and, I mean, it carries forth words are not my strong suit after three glasses of wine but it carries forth an oral podcast (laughs) it carries forth that uh they did a lot of rotoscoping meaning they had models act in a certain way and then drew a cartoonified version of that person um so people would do realistic motions but sometimes that nose would not Follow suit, especially when with Pocahontas, she has no nose. Yeah, the straight ahead shots of her and, at a profile and her friend, whose name I don't remember in the movie. Naomi. Like, sure. <laughs> when they get when they're shot straight on, or that when you look straight on, just they slits. Just, they're full Voldemort. Voldemort. Yeah, it's really and it's really uh, noticeable. Like it's it's a it's a thing that I we kept being like, oh, nose nose trouble. <laughs> yeah. Oop, nose I trouble. Nose trouble. There's a few like underhead shot, like Ratcliffe gets a few because he's the villain, so the yeah, camera's like him under him, and the nostril. There's nostril trouble. Yeah. Well, you're gonna have that. It's gonna happen. You're gonna have nostril trouble. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was weird because this is a very serious movie. It Make is. of that what you will. It seemed almost like shoehorned in to have these little animals running around. We got Miko. Is that right, Miko? 
That sounds right. I just said his name, I feel like, and now Miko. I can't remember what it is. Miko okay. the raccoon. Mm-hmm. Pause. Thumbs. We got Flick, who is a hummingbird. Yep. Percy, who is a pug, who came oh, with caught Governor name, Ratcliffe's. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we're Governor Ratcliffe's pug. And they're all very comic relief-y, but yeah. it just seems, like, awkward. Like, guys, we're dealing with, like, genocide and I, racism. I don't need a pug stuck in a log with its ass hanging out, like, trying to get out. I feel like it was only that one scene where they're really, they're, ag- they're gearing up to shoot at the Native Americans, and the pug is like, whoop, 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 oh, like trying to get out of the jumping, way of the bullets. Yeah, jumping over the guns. That was the only time it felt to me, like, especially... That one was probably the most Whoa. egregious portion, but yeah. it just felt weird that they were in there at all. Yeah. I guess, I, I think because... You wish they had rotoscoped a pug. Yeah, I want a realistic pug who doesn't have human emotions. I mean, I guess, may, I don't know if it's the history, because I was bothered by it the minute they came on screen. I was like, yeah. oh, right, I forgot about these guys. I don't know if it's because it's history, and I know, like, yeah. this is... we're talking about a real You're just thing. throwing a bunch of weird... And talking animals in it? To my knowledge, there weren't actually real talking animals, or uh, sentient hey, animals. you don't know what the sense. new world was like. Have you ever asked the grinning bobcat why he grins? I Answer the question! Mm-hmm. To, my, um, to, my, to the best of my knowledge, the other thing, I do not recall. The other thing it brings up, because there is a lot of talk of animals, such as bobcats, yeah. wolves, bang at moon. They're very in touch You with see nature. a lot of deer running about. Okay. It brings up the goofy Pluto paradox, yeah. which is they're both dogs. Why is one describing the why Pluto does paradox. one drive a car <laughs> and why does one get chained up behind Mickey's house? Right. Um, and Classic that, conundrum. Yeah. I learned that in philosophy class. What about you? What did you like or and or dislike? I have a few more dislikes, but I'm saving them because they're sweet. Well, I can't wait. Um, I, I I agree with you on the 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 feathered friends, the like the buddy animal yeah. sidekicks. But the raccoon did win me over with a couple of scenes when he like steals the cherries from from Percy. He puts a cherry in Percy's mouth, then eats all of Percy's cherry, then steals the cherry <laughs> that he put in Percy's mouth. It's pretty funny. It, that's solid. We laughed. Audibly, we laughed mm-hmm. out loud. And uh, there's a couple other scenes like that where he he gets gets the laugh. the The hummingbird had more of like a physical because humor where he kept running into things or getting his beak stuck in things, yeah, or being used as a fencing sword. Yeah, I did like um, when he stuck out his very long hummingbird tongue <laughs> uh-huh. at someone. Um, but the, the raccoon won me over. But the other the other ones I don't really care about. Flick but. I could have done without. Percy I definitely could have done without. Yeah. Um, Although Percy, I guess, be, l- moves in with the Native Americans at the end of the film. Yeah. He joins up. Joins up. Um, the songs in this were very bad. Um, they're not necessarily bad, but they're all very, like, pardon the pun, one note. They're all, they all yeah. seem to be about the same, like, and similar melodies too. Like it was not, it was actually like, um, it was more like a, some of the like less, rem- less memorable classic musicals where they're just sort of singing. Like Les Miserables where half the songs are the same melody. Yeah. And they're, they're, it's kind of like carrying a lot of like, it's supposed to carry more narrative weight and so right. they don't like make an entertaining song. Like, and the the most disappointing is like the villain songs are almost always my favorite, or yeah. at least the top two or three songs. Poor unfortunate souls. Yeah, be prepared. Be prepared is great. 
Uh, Gaston, I do like Gaston. Yeah, the Gaston song. Uh, not so much the Jafar. I don't know what is his. Does he have a song? An Aladdin. I mean, he gets a really short song where he's just mocking everyone. Yeah, uh, that one not so much. But uh, but generally speaking, the villain song and this one, they the villain song was probably my favorite. It was when he kept the saying, mine one. The gold will be mine, but he's you know mine. A little play on the, word. A little, a little pun for you. Um, but it wasn't. Like, I can't sing it right now. I can't sing it back mine, to you. Mine, mine. It's all mine. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's not a memorable <laughs> no, yeah, melody. I know. I was it's not you. exactly a... Uh, I will also say that the Colors of the Wind, like the actual, the the pretty much the breakout song of this movie, and I would, I would say I, it's not necessarily the song I would gravitate towards, but I can recognize that it is a good song. It's not the song that I would be like, oh, I right. gotta download that off the old <laughs> iTunes. But I will say the the actual like gr- visuals that they put uh, on it in the movie, it feels like a commemorative plate come to life. Yeah, like there's one part where uh, you see them holding falcons on their arms, and they let them loose, and the falcons climb up a sycamore tree, land at the top, and then almost like the Girl Scout logo, the two falcons like look in the same direction, and one is like behind the other and slightly higher, so they're sort of like in profile, mm-hmm. and then it like. Oh, it fades to John Smith and Pocahontas. Like even just describing it, I'm disgusted. It fa- and it's like, oh, stop, stop. Uh, it feels really. I don't know. It's like when your friend is like, oh my god, I'm one fourth Cherokee, and you know she's not. It feels really condescending and like, yeah, ugh, stop doing that. There's a lot. I mean. On the whole, there's a lot of that. There's like, um, we say savages a lot. <laughs> like, just, we just kind of start throwing it out there. And <laughs> contextually, you're like, okay, but it seems like they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have hit it so hard even 10 years later. Um, Maybe not. Just, yeah, that didn't bother me. It felt like it was in character. I feel like yeah, they were felt- trying to underscore, like, Governor Ratcliffe is a, Governor Ratcliffe is a bastard. And then they kind of, they try to sort of, undercut that by in the war scene when they're like preparing to go to war with each other the the native americans and the and the englishmen they they both kind of refer to each other as the other as savages and yeah i can't remember the phrase that uh um the powhatans use but like it's it's very much like uh see we're we're not so different we're all just and it's kind of like yeah i mean i i mean that is part of the like um like obviously there's a his like a huge complicated disgusting history of you know of uh colonialism and genocide amongst the native americans um that is something you know as you know part of that heritage people like you and me have to kind of acknowledge and there's not i mean there's not really anything we can do about it like to change the past but there's also like you have to admit that this happened that's like the first thing and then there's a little bit of like whitewashing of that whole thing in this movie but also well i mean i would agree i mean that's one of my notes is that the movie really implies that aren't we both at fault here well and And i'm like uh i don't know it seems pretty one-sided to me and i think there's there's a, a small point to be made there in that you know Native Americans, the one that the one the people that still exist and the people that were here when coloni- uh, colonialism hit to the shores, were just people. They weren't like these magical, uh, you know, elves who are like you know attached to the the trees. 
and it wasn't Galadriel and Legolas. I thought had, we were watching Galadriel the movie. They had, you know, they had war. They had sure. They were they were bad people. They were good people. They were just people. Right. And so, like the sort of like you don't want to like negate the fact that there are, of course. Native they also Americans. have their complex history yeah, and tribal history. They're and, still also human beings, right? And like that's the thing that that is interesting. Now, I don't expect this Disney movie to do that, but at the same time, this is like a you chose to make a movie about this Disney. Like, so yeah. you waded into this. I didn't pick this for you. So, like, there's some. I feel like there's um, a little bit of responsibility to sort of be truthful about it, you know, like, and I think you can do that in a way that is still appropriate for a a kid's movie. And this was not it in my opinion. Yeah. I almost wish that they had sort of completely invented a story out of whole cloth. If they wanted to create some sort of interracial, uh, love story set in colonial America, that would have not bothered me as much as taking this actual story where two people didn't fall in love forced them to fall in love, increase the age of one about 12 years and, and force this love story and then sort of half-ass the racial aspects about it. Um, that's what it felt like. And, and I think there is something to be said to be like, you chose to make this story. Right. Yeah. Uh, and this isn't necessarily the easiest story f- to make digestible for kids, but that is the, what you chose to do, Disney. Yeah. And there are a lot of awkward moments. For example, <laughs> and this might tie into when you teach us a little bit about history, DJ. Yeah. But you know I said this movie only works if you have no knowledge of history. <laughs> um. As I said, Pocahontas was much younger than she is in this movie. She yeah. did not fall in love with John Smith, as about, far as we know. She was about 10 or 11 when they met. Um, John Smith would have been about 27. And the end of the movie, the movie ends um, with Pocahontas and John Smith in love. John Smith has been wounded by a friendly fire of Governor Ratcliffe, boo hiss. And uh, he's being taken back to England, which I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm certainly not a colonial doctor. I don't know if taking a man on a long, arduous journey across the ocean when he has a bullet still lodged in his body is probably the best course of action. Interesting, though. That actually did happen. (laughs) Weird. Seriously. Um, They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, they take John Smith back to England. He asked Pocahontas to come with him. She does not go at this point. Um, and there's no colors of the wind in London. So fair. It's just gross and gray over there. And we're still using coal. Come on. Um, so he gets on his boat and he leaves and the movie almost, I mean, it doesn't explicitly say this, but the, the denouement seems to be leading me to believe i mean i don't even want to say that because i mean i don't think the movie thinks i'm a complete moron but the resolution of the movie is that the white people leave and i'm like but i know they come back i'm here and (laughs) kill everyone yeah um so there's this weird feeling throughout the whole movie where pocahontas and john smith are like ardently fighting for peace and Pocahontas especially is like white men aren't that bad. And I'm like, yeah, they are both in my knowledge of history, but also the white men in this This movie movie are bad. It's just John Smith who was horrible before he saw a native American lady. He wanted to take to pound town. (laughs) So it's like, 
I'm like, I'm not, what, what am I supposed to be taking away from this Disney? She's like, it's like watching a woman in a horror movie go upstairs to get away from the killer. It's like, no, kill him. <laughs> Don't do it. Knock Michael Myers down. Don't run away from him. <laughs> Michael Myers. John Mayer's <laughs> brother, Michael. Michael Mayer. Oh, I'm a fan of film. You can see why he turned to murder. He was just jealous of John. He was also just tired of having his name mispronounced. Yeah. Um, oh, a couple of little things, just because I mean, no. By all means. Uh, I'm kind of glad they skipped the whole language thing. Like, I, at first I was like, well, of course she doesn't understand Oh, that it. she doesn't speak English, yeah, obviously. Because it was kind of like, you get the idea. Because they started with, oh, you can't understand a word, and she speaks, you know, her, her language, and he doesn't understand. And then they kind of basically, now they just both speak English. The wind colors that we referenced earlier yeah. help them learn, hear each other through and the I, language of love. And at first you're kind of like, what the heck? And then, you know, trying to like bring in an adult mindset of like they. You, you know, start writing that version of the movie in your yeah. head. You're like, oh, no, this is no, yeah, that, that would never just, work. I get just it. Spent, yeah. I just spent three pages of scripts <laughs> trying to get them to. Oh, yeah. me, yeah, OK. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. They did enough to, to mm-hmm. acknowledge that, I think. <laughs> and then um, another positive, another one of our animals friend, friends. Uh, so we have the tree who's not exactly an animal friend. Uh, Correct. It's like her. Grandma Willow, grandmother, grandmother Willow, voiced by Linda Hunt. Linda Hunt, uh, one of my favorite. I just want to just a quick Linda Hunt aside. Yeah. One of my favorite moments in my life is I was at a party. I believe you were there. Linda Hunt our, gave you a wedgie. Our, our communal friend Shay was also there, yeah. and from another room, uh, Shay screamed, "Hey, Damon, Damon, come in here!" And I said, "What do you need? <laughs> what can I be of service with?" And he said, "Hey." Uh, who's that lady? She's like a small lady. She's in NCIS. She was in some other movie as well. And I said, Linda Hunt. And he's like, yeah. I was like, so proud of myself that I immediately got it. (laughs) That's the end of the story. That's the end of the story. A four foot nine woman in NCIS. She's also in She-Devil, which is, if you're a gay man around my age, means something. Um, it means something, damn it. Speaking of. She-Devil? Roseanne Barr, Meryl Streep. Of being a gay man. What do you think about the... Uh, the stacked boys in this movie? The, uh, I'm so glad the, we rounded sh- back to that. The governor and his hmm. manservant. Well, I mean, the... <laughs> I mean, I don't off, think it was explicitly they're a gay couple, but uh, it definitely you could, you could project if you wanted to. I don't think it's a coincidence that Harry Shearer voices both Mr. Burns and Smithers. Yeah. And David Ogden Steers voiced both Governor Ratcliffe and what was you his name? Willoughby? Willoughby? What was the guy's name? I don't know. Wiggins. Was it Wiggins? I think it was Wiggins. Chief Wiggins. I mean, I think it's very. Sometimes as an adult, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't think these people. Or no, I think as a teenager, you watch things like this and you're like, oh, I don't think they realize how gay this comes off. And then yeah. as an adult, you watch, you're like, they knew exactly how gay this came off. Right, yeah. I mean, De- Wiggins is definitely, like, coded as a femme gay guy. Yeah. And, I mean, Governor Ratcliffe is also a bearish, but yet still also femme, gayish people guy. People are complicated. <laughs> Sexuality is complicated. Let people be themselves. I'm just saying I could, I could see uh, people wanting to dress up as this couple for Halloween. Oh, Yeah. 
Big time. And yeah. the best part is that Wiggins, uh, if you read some of the alternate versions of the original script, um, Wiggins was a top. So oh. there's your takeaway there. That would not have been People are complicated. So true. Um, See, Dave Ratcliffe, he has all the power in his professional life. Right. So in his sexual oh, okay. life, subdued. All right. I could, I could see that. I mean... Burning the candle at both ends. I can't see that. Hey, what, hey, what? Say no more, say no more. I just pulled my collar. Steam came out. Hummel, hummel. Hubbada, hubbada, hubbada. Speaking of our, uh, there was uh, owls with... Uh, <laughs> of Willow, all the things. Grandma Willow. Like, And uh, another moment that actually made me laugh out loud was... Uh, Grandma Willow, or you know, keep saying that. Is that what her name was? Grandma, grandmother Willow. She kept more she formal. Said something like my bark is worse than my bite, and the owls, the two owls, just look at each other. It was just like a, a like, beat of them looking at each other. They just like oh, we have to deal with this all the time. I actually really liked that. That was funny. We've also got some. Uh, speaking of animation problems, we have got some ant necklace problems. I was yeah. I had some uh, Pocahontas necklace questions um, because so. In the story, uh, her father gives her this necklace that used to belong to her mother. Mm-hmm. That's fine, right? And no then, arguments yet. And then at some point, the necklace gets pulled off and broken. When Cocoam uh, Coco, um, Coco, um, gets, gets shot. shot. Yeah. And as he's falling, he grabs her necklace yeah. and it fall, tears away from and her. And it pulls off. And it's like, okay. This is I'm all with f- you so far, I'm with me. you so far. And then later, they in that scene, they they cut to a shot of... The necklace on the ground, but it just looks like a, a pile of rubies or something. It like looks a, like beads, like carved yeah. beads. And and it and through context clues, I'm like, that's her necklace. Right. Because what else would it be? But then you're also like, wait, was that supposed to be her? Because I mean, the way it's animated when it's on her person, it, uh, looked it like, looks like silk or with a like yeah, or some sort of fabric with a stone two on it or something. And then. It, it's like when in Ren and Stimpy, they cut from the normal animation to like the super detailed yeah, animation. The painted like still animation. Yeah. And it was it was quite jarring. I mean, that is something that happens in animation. It's like, you know, when you have something that's still, you can give it a little bit more detail. And in Hannah animation, they'll paint it. And sometimes it can come off looking a lot different than something that was in action. And now it's just completely still, like the necklace, can oh. come off looking a lot different. Yeah. Probably because two different people have been painting it. I guess so, yeah. I mean, not a, it wasn't a huge problem, but it, was, it did kind of snap me out of that. We both had to audibly ask, was that the necklace? Yeah. Um, all right, you want, you want some history? Yeah, I mean, I put my pad down. I'm ready to learn some history to okay. depress me about the actual story book. Now, bear in mind, this is history that I just learned. Um, and and also, what was your source? You read a book on Pocahontas? It was, um, I spent uh, two Any years, primary sources, like the diaries of John Smith or anything? I spent two years in the National Archives mm-hmm. um, with a, a spelunking helmet on. <laughs> Which you would need in the archives. Yeah. Um, no, so this is the internet search, so you know, take this all with a grain of salt. Um, but it's Wikipedia. I definitely it? did more research than Disney did. No. <laughs> um, actually, it wasn't... Other than the the big thing, which is that Pocahontas She's a child. was ten, um, it's not that bad actually. I mean, okay. there there, you know, we, you're talking about a fictionalized version of a historical thing. Like you're going to expect 
that there are going to be some, some things that they change. And so the big, the biggest difference is she was, she was 10 or 11 when he arrives, he was, he was 27. And as, as far as any documents or anything goes, there was no romantic anything between them. Um, because she was a child. Um, but she did. And no one ever slept with children back then. Well, yeah. So, I mean, there, there, you know, there could have been if he was, a. a into that, but there, there, you know, <laughs> as far as you know, any anything goes, there wasn't no indication of that. Um, but she was a, a, a kind of an interpreter for for her for the Powhatans, which are actually uh, um, they call the chief her her father, who was that was her father was the chief of the Powhatan people, but they called him Chief yep. Powhatan. But his name was actually something that I am going to pronounce poorly, poorly, but it was Chief Wahunsanakawa. Yeah. Wahunsanakao, something like that. Um, <laughs> Probably got most of those letters. Yeah. And her actual name was uh, Matoaka or Aman- Amanute. Um, Where does po- Pocahontas come Pocahontas from? Pocahontas was like a nickname, which means uh, it was like uh, like energetic or like little rascal kind of thing. Well, she did jump off of waterfalls. She, was, she did kind of have a death wish in the first few scenes. <laughs> so I guess that was kind of her personality. She was kind of a little daredevil and... Um, so it was like a little, like a little rascal kind of, kind yeah. of which is cute. Um, so, uh, John Smith was there for, for several years for, for a few years and, um, they did become, uh, close, but it was later said in like, uh, when she was reunited with him in, in England that it was more of like a father daughter kind of, okay. kind of vibe. Um, this is all, you know, very secondhand. So who knows if that's actually true. But, um, I heard this from a guy who knew a guy who knew John Smith. Yeah. So and take it with a grain of salt. There is the, the account from John Smith's actual uh, writings that the that's where the story of her saving him from uh, from her people. Okay. Um, it's not clear 100% whether it was, you know, actually they were going to harm him and she actually saved him or whether it was some sort of ceremony where like that was kind of like just their way of you know, kind of ingratiating him into the group or whether it actually ever happened, but he said it did. Um, and after that, apparently he did kind of become more a part of the tribe, such as it was. Um, okay. Um, and, uh, John Smith really was shot and he really did, you know, leave on the boat with a gunshot wound. No idea. I mean, and, uh, she was told that, uh, he died on the way over, but he did not. And then later, when she did move to England, which, spoiler alert, um, apparently, you know, the story is that they, they met back up and she was very happy that he was still alive. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. But that's where they, they, he said something like about, she was like a daughter to him or something like that. So one of the things that was definitely uh, washed over in this is that the number is hard to say because you don't have accurate populations count, but somewhere oh between, I'm nine, terrified. somewhere between 90 and 95% of Native American population was wiped out by a disease, mostly by oh, yeah. disease, mm-hmm. um, brought in over, over a hundred years, you know, like over a long period of time, but still like that's, that's the main reason, you know, we in giant quotes won, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean that, that it, yeah. Um, cause there's also a story and this is apocryphal, but the, you know, like Vikings came long before the, uh, the English settlers and they were like, well, people are here. So we're going to turn <laughs> the boats right back around. Well, it's getting kind of late. Yeah. That's my Viking voice. So actually, uh, after about a year after John Smith left, um, Pocahontas married Cocom. Cocom was a real. Coco? Yeah. And now, uh, Disney told me he died. 
He did not. Well, not at that him. He died. He did die eventually. Um, <laughs> he lives to this day. Cocoon was a real person. And Disney he, couldn't have been more wrong. Uh, the the account I read, which again asterisk um was that he wasn't a you know she was essentially a princess if you know if that if you could call it that um she was very high you know like highly um regarded in her in her tribe and because she was the daughter of the chief um and so she could have basically had her pick yeah and people so and he uh Kokoam was apparently not highly ranked and so they say, the guess is that they actually in love and she actually married him for love um but hold on (laughs) don't get too excited about that Um, well that's a real sweet story because that she was later kidnapped by uh captain samuel argyll um, yep here we go by the english and she was uh forced to marry uh john rolf yep and uh they should take him back to england and apparent quote end quote uh (laughs) john rolf married her to uh teach her christianity great and i'm sure not because she was a nubile young uh, yeah, you know. it was all a selfless act, I'm sure. Um, and yeah, so she went back to England, or she went to England, not back to England, and uh, she died probably of tuberculosis around 22. Oh, that's the story of Pocahontas. So she died before the age she's depicted in this Disney movie. Yeah. Now I can see why they changed it. <laughs> to be honest, like uh, like we talked about the inaccuracies, and and just because it's a you know we don't do a lot of historical things on this show, it's just interesting, I think, to see what the actual story is. The weird thing is to me is, in historical fiction is that usually the actual story is way more complicated and interesting to me. Yeah, but this is also a Disney cartoon they decided to make out of it. So like, sure. All in all. It's fine. Like that the the sort of like they made it a romance because people like romances. And they aged her up because they wanted a romance and that'd be fucking weird if they didn't. But I mean I don't know. I feel like it's a little and I this might be me participating in the woke Olympics. Mm, but can't wait. Uh, but there is a little bit of me that I feel like Native Americans I mean, all people of color are underrepresented in movies, I feel like. But I feel like Native Americans are probably the least represented in movies. Yeah. And then for this movie to come along and sort of wash over her story and make it into this happy tale of her falling in love with some white guy, colonist, seems particularly insulting. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. And there are defenders. I mean, there are... uh, there are positives in this movie in that uh, the Native Americans in the movie are portrayed by Native Americans, Native American actors, which is yeah. something you can't really say uh, very often in yeah. movies portraying Native American characters. Although they're not all their singing voices. Well, you know, you can't win them all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so there are positives, and a lot of Native Americans uh, have defended this movie, and many Native Americans have decried this movie. Um, but it just seems... I don't know. It seems weird to me to take this story. It's almost that like actually a, is already an interesting story yeah. and sort of turn it into this sort of run it through the, and I am a 
Disney Defender. Don't get me. I'm not someone yeah. who's like, oh, the whole fucking Disney ringer. But it feels yeah. like it went through the Disney ringer and just here. How do we shoehorn a bunch of cute anthropomorphic animals in it and yeah. force a bunch of songs into it and try and like fit it into our Disney princess model? And yeah, here you go. Here's Pocahontas. What do you well, want? Well, I mean, just as a creative activity, like how would you make her actual story into a watchable Disney well i mean i probably would go i don't know if this is a story for a disney movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) the woman who gets kidnapped forced to convert to christianity and you know and they're like well we need some historical story we can't just make something up like we've done every other movie times (laughs) um no that's that's fair i mean some stories aren't adaptable for a children's movie and maybe as like white men, we shouldn't weigh in on this, but like, is it like a, do you think, you know how we were back in the day when we watched. Where will people get their information if not for white men? <laughs> I just want to know when is it white male actors time, you know? <laughs> um, so, you know, when we watched Mannequin back in the day and we talked about. <laughs> we talked about. I can't wait for the conclusion of this thought. We talked about Hollywood. Hollywood is the very oh, flamboyant. The worst. Oh, I thought you meant the Hollywood. This the the industry, the town. Well, that too. But we talked about Hollywood, the the character who is a very uh, cartoonishly flamboyant, femme, gay, yeah, black character. man. And you were like, "Yeah, but thanks for putting him in there." And uh, and you know, like you yeah. weren't you weren't that upset. Now again, I don't want you, I don't want either of us to speak for people of Native American heritage sure. and how they feel about representation. But is it one of those things where you're just like, you know, I got something. Thanks I got for the something effort. here. I mean, there was a quote from a Native American activist that said very something comparable. Yeah. Um about Pocahontas saying it was one of the better representations of Native Americans in cinema. Yeah. Which, Which I would also much. imagine is a low bar to clear. Right, yeah. Um, but no, when you uh, you sure, saw this, that's I why I preface my statement as I, I'm not sure if I'm speaking like true thoughts or if I'm participating in the woke Olympics. Right. Where I just want our audience to know how aware of issues I am. Silver medal. Um, oh, damn it! That East German judge gets you every time. More racism. <laughs> uh, xenophobia, really. Um, so, you know, this, a lot of what we're talking about here is looking back on things from our childhood and people ask if you were a Native American child watching this, which again, we're not speaking for anybody, but do you think, I mean, this is, would you consider this a positive influence? Did you take away from it as someone who, I didn't really watch it as a kid. Like, I knew what it was. So, as someone who watched it as a child, do you come away with a positive impression of, what it was like to be a Native American or... Man, I don't know if I can answer that. I mean, if I was a parent... You didn't I... walk out of the theater singing the Savages song, at least. <laughs> Thank God. Just because it wasn't catchy. It's true. <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably. I mean, Pocahontas as a character in this movie is an admirable woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... Uh, they did get, you know, has her seen, charms. We've seen a lot of uh, poorly portrayed women in our in our podcast history, yeah. and she did a pretty good job. Like she was, you know, like she was maybe a little bit, you know, love struck, but yeah, and a little bit sanctimonious. Yeah, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I see what you mean, and I mean, I guess 
uh, as of course a white man, uh, I can say probably I would come away with a positive attitude yeah. with qualms about the historicity of the actual historicity. <laughs> Look out! Yeah, uh, of the actual movie now, itself. Now gold medal. <laughs> yes. Whoa! The judges have reconsidered. I have been declared awake. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I was a, a parent of Native American lineage, I might be more keen to grab this than other portrayals in yeah. in film history. Yeah. Again, with a pretty small selection. And then, you know, use it as an opportunity maybe to teach the actual uh, child of yeah. actual depressing history. history. Of maybe not. Maybe wait a little bit. She's five. She doesn't need to know that Pocahontas. When you're 15, we're going to watch Pocahontas and then learn. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Huh. That's a tough question. What about you? What do you think? I mean, it's hard for me as someone who didn't watch it as a kid, but it is definitely, like we said, more positive than it could have been, I guess. Sure. I mean, especially considering, you know, like. Disney doesn't have a spotless record in terms of that, as for, especially the older, the farther you go back. I watched Dumbo a few years ago, and I was like, yeah. ooh, ooh. Yeah. Um, now, granted, this was in the, during the Disney Renaissance, so it was like a different sure. thing. But still, not, not always great. Um, and, it, you know, we mentioned all the things that were problems, right. or that I thought of, at least. Um, I'm sure there are others. But, it's again, it's not without problems, but it's just generally positive, I thought. The portrayal. Sometimes in the sense of, like, they're not real people, but still, like... Little Mermaid. Only half true. There was a girl who lived under well, the sea. Her top she was half, not part fish, though. Her part ha- top half was true. <laughs> Bottom half was fish. Uh, so, okay, so going down to our verdict for, for those of our listeners who are fans of Pocahontas, and I have found in uh, some of my... Younger coworkers, people who are maybe just five years younger than me, Pocahontas mm. is a part of their growing up. Um, that makes sense because they would have been six, primo, five or primo six, yeah. Pocahontas age. Yeah. Um, actually, are there younger than Pocahontas children, was? Right. <laughs> uh, inner is your inner child is in it, guys. Come on, would their inner children be idiots? Is you is or is you ain't? <laughs> My constituency. The problem is that this isn't good. I didn't. I, we we talked about you know representation. We talked about a lot of deep stuff. We talked about the actual history, but this isn't a good movie. Yeah, there are there are good things about it, but most of those are like academic in the stuff that we talked about. Like, well, there are problematic things, but there also is like there is some representation and there is a positive spin. But also, like the songs suck and the characters are uninteresting, and the, even the little cartoon sidekicks are not that funny. There's Three, I laughed three times. Two of those were the raccoon. Good job. But it's a comedy. Good job, Miko. And it's an hour and a half long. Yeah. You know, that it was, I, I didn't like this, so I'm going, your child is an idiot, with the knowledge that if I were of Native American lineage, I might still watch it just because I don't have much else. Yeah, I would probably side with you in that, in terms of entertainment for children, I don't know. It's not historically accurate. So it doesn't serve that educational purpose because right. there's going to be a lot of caveats that have to come after. Which it. is fine, just make it as a musical. It's a slog, C minus. As a 
as a children's entertainment piece, it also seems like a slog. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say your inner child is an idiot. There are better Disney movies out of there, out there. There are better musicals out there. You know, there's probably some books on Pocahontas that you could probably <laughs> pick up. I mean, you can I read uh, John Smith's journal, which I'm sure doesn't whitewash anything. He I did. haven't read. Uh, what is that? Uh, what is that movie that came out? I mean, more recently, probably ten years old now, but with Colin Farrell, and it's also about John Smith and Pocahontas. But oh. is it a, a new world? I didn't see that. I mean, I can't recommend it or disrecommend it. A phrase I would say, as a normal person, um, the new the world. new world. But I'm not sure how good that is in its representation either, or historical accuracy. Yeah. So yeah, I would say you're in a child is an idiot. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it. I don't want to give it too much credit. I feel like I can under I can commend their attempt. To do this story, but that's all I can commend is like the first part where they're like, "What if we did Pocahontas?" Like that, I can commend. Yeah. But then any, everything after that seems like they either got overly serious, and I'm like, "Well, are you making a Disney movie? Or are you gonna sort of like making it into an educational yeah. film strip that we have to sit through?" I mean, like a Lion, Lion King is a great example. Is like that's that has a incredibly serious moments. His dad dies. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But like. Uh, it's it's fun. Like it's fun. Maybe we should watch that again. Maybe it's not as fun as I remember. But like, uh, it's you know, you got. The, I can sing three songs from The Lion King right now. Sure. You don't want me to, but I can't. Um, you know, and that's part of it. You is, don't know what I want. Is that I've seen it more times than once when I'm 35. But also, <laughs> you know, it's because uh, the reason that I watched it so many times is because you know I love the song. So, uh, I don't know. I just feel like it was. I know I just said this, but like it's kind of academic. All the reasons that we would, all the positive ticks were mostly us being like, "Well, hmm, this movie," do, you know what I mean? Like as opposed to like just watching a movie, right? And that's not to say that that you know they shouldn't get like a positive bump for that, but it doesn't put it over the line into a good movie for me. I think it might be better if they. Had, I, I I think I sort of touched on this earlier, but if they had maybe chosen a story from Native American mythology yeah and just not involve the colonists because of course in native americans representation in movies it's usually their encounters with white people rather than their you know living their own lives on their own continent before white people show up yeah so maybe that would have been a wiser move give it the uh the mainland version of moana treatment sure tell your own story kind of thing yeah yeah what do you think, everybody? Call our hotline, 615-576-0525. Leave us a message. You can email us at yourinnerchildisanidiot at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on patreon.com slash yourinnerchildisanidiot. Uh, I want to thank our patrons, Larissa Maestro, Dan McIntyre, Ghost in the Burbs, Amy Parman, Joshua Nicholson, and Jonathan Day. You guys are excellent. As with our other patrons, you are helping us uh, keep the lights on. You're helping us see the colors of the wind. Wow, yes. Just around the river bend are the colors of the wind. Head on over to... It does rhyme. You were right. Yeah, see? Ah, sort of a slant rhyme. There. Head on over there, become a member, get some treats for uh, helping us continue to make this podcast. Like Smarties? Do we have Smarties for them? No, you can get your name in the reach podcast. In the, reach in the bag, get you a Smartie. You can find us on all those social medias. Yeah, just find them. You can rate and review us on iTunes. That helps us... Uh, Climb the charts, find more people find us. 
um, which is good for us. It doesn't really impact you other than we get to keep doing this. I mean, we're going to keep doing it. So fucking... That's probably true. Get on the boat or not. That's my thing. Yeah. It's a fucking threat now. Get in the uh, boat. Let the wind, the magical wind, take you to the grandma willow tree of... Let me tell you. Let me tell you a little something, DJ. Yeah, because you seem really haughty. You seem like you own the place. You're strutting around here. You can hold the earth, and still, all you'll hold is earth until you can paint with all the colors of the wind of the river bend. (laughs) The river bend. All right, bye, everybody. Goodbye.